What's up, guys? We're back. The Drew and Josh podcast. It's been a while. It's been a month. Yeah, back and better than ever. You got you to gotta love it. It took a little hiatus, but we're back. We're uh, here to provide some more content on a one to two times a week basis. It's just been a lot tougher lately to get content out with baseball and school, but I think with breaks coming up and everything, we'll be able to get more content out to you guys. Anyone that wants to listen to our content, we appreciate that. Yeah. We just want to get a more consistent uh, podcast out there that we put out two within you know, a week or two weeks, and then it's been every month, essentially. Also, uh, want to throw out, we have a man sitting in the room today known as Matt Donovan. Say he's, hi, Matt. Say hi, Matt. How's it going, guys? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a, a great guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just to along, you know? He's our uh, producer today. He threw in a few ideas, but yeah, just a few. I mean, I'm not here to like give a huge input, but if, if you guys need me, just tag me. I'll join. Him. If you need him, text him. His number is. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a Snapchat app. I'm just kidding. You'll have to find him. We'll give you that if you slide in our DMs. We might slide it to you. But um, yeah, we're here. We're back. It's the day before Thanksgiving. Um, the Big travel night. day of the year. Biggest deaths from 18 to 25 tonight. Yeah, that's not a fun fact. That's, that's, that's a not that's, so fun fact. That's a depressing fact, but hey, we're going to hey, be all right. Hey, on a lighter note, shout out to the guy that created Zero. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, I don't know what that means. You get it? You get it? Zero is nothing. Uh, Zero has no value. <laughs> so shout yeah, out to yeah, the guy. Yeah, that, that was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I just <laughs> throwed a joke out there. I guess it wasn't funny. Hashtag swinging a mid- Oh, my thing fell. Nice. Oh, that goes to Drew's mic. But uh, yeah, we're here to um, spit some takes on limiting beliefs and, you know. And some fears. Maybe some fears. um, Just kind of stuff that limits you and maybe plateaus you or stunts your growth um, mindfully, physically, spiritually. You know, you could set goals in the gym. um, But if you have a belief that you're not going to squat that weight today or deadlift that weight today or bench that or whatever, run that sprint time, whatever it is physically that... You want to set out, and you have a limiting belief that you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it. You know, you got to go out with the mindset: this weight is for babies, or as this you weight like is say, for babies. Yeah, as, as you like to say, that's Annie, what I do. Annie. Or you just got to say, "Hey, this is lightweight. This is lightweight." It might be your PR, but you say, "Hey, this is lightweight," and you'll probably get it. I mean, that's just what happens. Yeah, I mean, don't be an absolute idiot and try to lift a weight that you can't even somewhat achieve. But yeah, what I my idea of limiting beliefs is people who they set barriers and set limitations for themselves because they know deep down that they won't put in the work and they won't do what it takes to get to that point. So they're like, okay, I'll hit a fairly reasonable whatever in life, a PR in the gym, a, a amount of money you make per year because they know that that's a little bit to at, like above average to average. And I think people need to make their goals higher because people who just limit their beliefs as Colin was saying sometimes like I mean they're happy but I think there's more to just getting a limited belief I think if you you shouldn't always be hitting your goals because they should be so high yeah I mean you should have a goal if you have a lifelong goal of you know making 100 grand a year even though I'm not a firm believer in money as like a happiness status but I think it does bring happiness to a extent it's a facilitator for it. And I think, or if you're deadlift 500 or you want to, if you're in the sports field and you want to accomplish whatever it is, I think if you have to go in the mindset that you're going to do it. Um, yeah. I think if you have any 
second thoughts about it, you got to rid yourself of that negativity because that'll always creep back to get you. Because I feel like deep down people do have desires and wants as like a little kid. You see, you have a big goal as a little kid because you have so much time to achieve it. And then once you see time just starts going and going and you're not where you're at, you're never going to get there. Like my, my dream as a little kid was playing play professional baseball. I mean, like whose dream wasn't that? And as a sophomore at BC High, I got cut from the baseball team, which was a horrible experience. Went to the bathroom, cried, thought my life was over. Transferred schools, did all right. Still didn't think I'd ever play professional baseball. Found the weight room, found a training program, found everything, and now I could throw, I could throw low 90s and there is Yeah, I found belief in myself and I found a way to achieve my goals without um, I found a way to achieve my goals without really thinking that I wasn't gonna ever achieve them if that makes sense. I always now I always think I'm gonna achieve my goals back in the day I didn't which I think is a good mindset to have. Yeah, I think you gotta be Naive to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of surprising yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a humbling aspect of, oh, I got work to do kind of thing. Like, oh, absolutely. I think getting cut was probably, I do think a lot of things, if not everything, happens for a reason. I think getting cut happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. You transferred to schools. You know, you made new friends. You made great friendships at Women Hanson with Matt sitting in front of us, and you reinvigorated our friendship. And I think that, you know, you getting cut fueled the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, to go push yourself harder in the weight room. And I think... Yeah, you learn from your downfalls. Yeah, I think failure... A lot of people think failure... This is my complete opinion. You can take it however you want it. You can say, you know, F you. This is a terrible opinion, whatever. But I think failure is a building block opinion. to success. I don't think failure 100%. is bad. 100%. I think a lot of people look at it as like, I failed. I'm not good. You know, I'm not good enough at this. I'm not good enough. I should just stop. There's no successful I, person that's failed that hasn't failed somewhere down the line. No, fa- you, you got to build off failure. Psycho. You don't fail, you learn. That's what, what it comes down to. Absolutely, I, I mean, agree if you fail on a test, you know, oh, I got to pay more attention to class. I got to take better notes, or I got to study more. If you fail at the plate as a hitter, oh, okay, now I know what his curveball looks like, or my mental approach wasn't good enough. You know, if you fail in the work world and you didn't. Um, please your boss enough or you know you didn't make as many sales in this month as you mm-hmm. did you know you got to say hey what can i do to get better and that always you always learn from no yeah 100% because a lot a big reason why people who are at the top sometimes lose motivation or get inter- like or like lose motivation or like don't try to get better because they have no one to look up to like so like we're looking at we look up and be like damn like we want to get to a certain spot whether that be anywhere in life anywhere in a like anywhere in a job, anything. And we look at um, our failures in our life and we see that that makes us, that just makes us so much stronger. Like failing just is just, I agree with you 100%, failure is so key. Because everyone who's going good in life, everything's good and everything's all right. Like you seem to not have anything wrong with your life. But once you fail, you're like, shit, I'm not the best. I need to do more things. And failing is, like you said, like it's a huge learning thing. If you're not failing, you're, you're never going to move up. I don't think, yeah. I, I, I think there's two things. I think there's winning, and I think there's learning. I, failing, in my mind, isn't a thing. I mean, I think you learn. I, I think mean, I think Michael Jordan thing, getting cut from his high school team, he learned, you know, and he's the best basketball player of all time, mm-hmm. debatably. I mean, you can argue. 
But I, there's just so many instances of great people that failed. And then after this failing and they faced adversity and they overcame it and they learned and they pushed. And I think the best thing to understand is that nothing is ever going to be perfect. No matter how good you get at something, you're never going to reach a true level of perfection. There's always something to nitpick at, something to get better at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's ups and downs for sure. Yeah. I mean, once you're at the top, somebody's coming for your top, for your throne or... Something's going to happen. The mountain's going to crumble. There's going to be an avalanche. A lot of people that are at the top, too, I think there's a huge, like, so a lot of people that are at the top, I mean, granted, there are a select few that did grind, did have a ton of failures, but a lot of them are just kind of, just got there because that's all they've known. They've always just been achieving levels, achieving levels. They've always been at the top. See, I think it's beautiful to have, like, the FU mentality. Like, so, like, say someone screwed you over in the past. Like, I think it's awesome to, like, be like, yeah, the reason I'm working this hard right now is because that person screwed me over, like, or like something happened in my life. A lot of the people that come from like that type of mindset can usually get very far in life. See, I, I kind of I agree, but I agree to disagree. So I've been watching stuff lately like that, and people are very successful when they're fueled by the fu mentality, or, or I gotta prove my mom or dad that I'm good enough to them. You know, whether it's famous athletes, famous actors. Whatever it is, we're always proving, mm-hmm. we're always trying to prove to someone that we're good enough. Mm-hmm. And that F mentality is very powerful fuel. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the top, I think it can get lonely when you have the F mentality because it's like, all right, I'm the best player in the world, but what else is there now? So I think, uh, for me at least, I'm trying to be more positive fuel. I'm trying to be like, you're right, but you're not the best person in the world. No. And I, I by no sense, I don't want to be. I want to be the best person I can be. You know, I want to have a more modest approach where I want to be grateful for waking up to see another day. I want to be grateful for, you know, whatever it is. I want to be fueled by more positive things because in the past I've been fueled by negative things. Oh, I want a six pack because everybody who made fun of me that I was fat back in the past. You know, I want to run faster than these guys because I've always been sore in the past. And that's great fuel. It's got me in the best shape of my life. It's gotten the fastest shape of my life. But I mean, there's a side of it that's just like, once you get there, it's like, okay, those kids are the same age as you, but what now, you know? I agree with that to an extent too, but like, I'm saying as you keep progressing, it's good to have the F you mentality. Like, if there's something that happened to you in, in the past that keeps, that you want to just prove to them, it's like prove people wrong. I think that's a huge, huge, like, like model. Like, that's what I live by. I love proving people wrong because so many people doubted me. And, I, and that, and of course, like, I want to I want to uh, reach a level for myself too. Like I'd say that's a bigger driver than like the FU mentality, but I think it's a combination of everything. I think it's not 100% yeah. FU. I think your FU is more saying, you know, screw people's opinions, which is more of a which is more of a better But fuel. wouldn't you think that? That's right? Uh, I mean, I, I not caring per- about other people's opinions for fuel. Agree, 100%. Yes. But yeah, I just think that people might say, you know, I got to the negative fuel of you know trying to please others. I think that's bad fuel. I think the opposite of that is not pleasing others, but pleasing yourself is good fuel. Now, if that's negative stuff like drugs or whatever, pleasing yourself that way, that's not good. I think it also. But I'm saying like positive fuel. Like you want to make sure you get better every day. Like if you're not better than you were yesterday, you got to figure out what's going wrong. Right, but if you're not better than you were yesterday, how are you getting? How are you going to get better? Mentally, how are you going to get better? Are you going to do it by like being like happy, positive, lovey-dovey? Or like, you know what? F you to like the people that like... Not necessarily F you, but like... I think 
things in the past can drive you to the future. And I'm not saying always look into the past, but I'm saying a lot of things in the past are very good motivational keys. And I think, I personally think that if you've never had something in the past happen to you that can drive you, you're not gonna get as far, like we said, right? So it's good to have the FU mentality. And if you've never had something bad happen to you in the past, you're not gonna get that far by just like the positive, like, like just like moving around, like blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You're gonna be, you're gonna get far by having, I think more of a prove people wrong mentality with a mix of positive vibes and like, let's get to the top. You know what I'm saying? I got two things off that. First thing before I lose my head is, um, all right, we'll go to the second thing. I forgot the first thing. But the first, the, the first, the second thing, I guess, is from the ages of zero to seven, I think it's probably more zero, ages zero to 14, we're being programmed. Essentially, us humans are computers. We're being programmed by what our parents say, what our, what our society says. So, if, yeah, in the environment around you. So if you come home, say every day your dad came home from work, he gave you a hug. Mm. One day he doesn't give you a hug, he tells you to go to your room. And then you hear your mother and your dad yell in your room. Say you're six years old at this point. You hear your mom and your dad yell in the kitchen. As a six-year-old, you think that's your fault. All right? So from that day on... Not necessarily. As a six-year-old, you probably do. I mean, it's more likely than not. But so, but so from, six, from, six, from that point on, you're always trying to maybe please your dad or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that's fuel. And then... I mean, I forget what the same You live thing. in a microcosm and your world, it, it opens up as you get older. We're, yeah. Our experience, we are, com- our, from our first seven years of living, it's fa- this is scientific, our first seven years of living is when we're programmed. After our first seven years, it flips and we re- react to our environment from our programming. So whatever happens to you in the first seven, I think it's probably the 14 maybe, until you like, your brain's still growing. Our brains are still growing and moving and there's always room for a change. But I think we're kind of programmed that way. So I think, I, here's the other point I was going to bring up. I think we're always learning from the past. That's why we're always looking from the past. Like we were talking about failures, right? And how we learn from failures. I think we remember our failures in the past. Don't lose me. I know you're looking like you're confused. I'm not confused. But, here, but we were talking about fear, the failure and learning from failure. I think in the past we remember the past, our failures, but we learned what not to do, you know, or how to change it, you know. Right. Like if, oh, I did this in the past and it didn't work out the way I wanted or it didn't make me feel the way I wanted, we'd learn not to do that. Right. That's, that's a good point, but I think it's irrelevant to the FU mentality um, because I think like the whole premise of like learning from the past and everything, yes, like you are, like I agree, like up to like 14, I, I, up to like 18 years old, you're learning your parents are a main driver of what you believe in. Uh-huh, 100%. But my thing is, I mean, of course people have, like, people want to please their parents. I don't know many people that don't want to please their parents. Like, that's, like, a big thing. But I wouldn't necessarily say that's an FU mentality. I would say something has to happen to you where you were actually, like, at that certain age, when something bad happened to you, you were like, yup, at this point, I'm going to turn it up and I'm going to prove this person wrong. So, like, I think we're both saying this, the same. We are. We're, we're both agreeing, we're agreeing. But my thing is like, I think, me personally, it could be different for everyone, that drives me more than like positive vibes. But like, here's a th- lot of people will look at that and they'll see like, they've been shut down and they'll turn away from that. They'll be like, well, this person doesn't, is not accepting of me, that 
So I shouldn't work hard to achieve mm. that goal. Or they'll say, hey, if this person accepted me, then maybe there's something but wrong there's with me. But there's a few me. certain people in this world that are gonna, that, flip, that switch is going to flip, and they're going to go, and they're going to want to prove them wrong. Mm. See, my thing is, like, of course, I have that type of personality trait where I want I want to be the best. So besides now, the, the FU mentality, I, in the future, I want to be the best. I want to be the top dog. I want to be very successful. I want to, like, I think... I mean, don't get me wrong. People who don't want to be successful, that's fine too. But like, I want to be successful. I want. I thrive off success. Like, success makes me happy. Success drives me. I want to be the person. Like, so when I see the future, that's where I see positive stuff. Like, I want to. I'm a positive guy, so I can see positive things. Yeah, you want to see positive things in the future. My only, you want to be the best in the world. Like, you want to be the best finance guy in the world, or do you want to be the best finance guy you can be? And you just think I'd that's going to be one of the of best. Both. Because here's the thing, because I mean, the, yes, be the best I can be because this, the likelihood of you being the best at one thing in the world with 7.8 billion people in the world is slim. But why not aspire tr- Aspire to be the best in the world? That's a good, that's a, that's a very valid like thing. Why not aspire to be? And I know people want to just be content in life and want to just work a nine to five and that's fine. Want to just do like random things. I mean, I want to be someone that influences people. I want to be someone that has an impact on the world. Everyone has a slight impact on the world. I want to have a big impact on the world. Do you believe one person can change the world? I say yes. Yes, Mahatma Gandhi. Martin Luther. I think, I saw a stat today, it was like, you meet a thousand people in your lifetime and they meet a thousand people in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. So if you change, if you're one person that make an impact on a thousand people and then they have an impact on another thousand people, that's a million people. You just impact a million people. That's crazy. I do think... Everybody has the ability to change the world. Now, when you said Martin Luther, did you mean Martin Luther? Martin Luther King. I mean, technically, Martin... Te- the 95 Theses? The te- Church of Wittenberg? The te- technically, Martin Luther did kind of change the world. He created his own religion. Um, oh Lutheranism. His, his era absolutely changed yeah. the world. It was radical. Yeah. I mean, oh, plenty of people changed the world. Michael Jordan changed the world. LeBron James changed but the world. But what's the difference? What's what the do difference? you think the, the thing is about these... That, what I, do you separates these guys well, from not the that, average Joes? What separates these guys from these average Do you think shows? it's the limiting beliefs? Do, Do you think, think they don't have any? Well, I think, I think they don't have any, yes. And I also think that these people always have wanted to be the best, and they are the best. So they did what they believed in, and they reached the top. And they didn't let uh, the opinions of others? They didn't, like, they, they didn't they let did. Mike Smith's um, you know, whatever, sports call. But maybe it fired them up more. A lot of these people, LeBron James says, this stuff is his fuel. And that's the prove that him, people wrong mentality. That stuff is his fuel. Whatever people say about him, that's his fuel to be better. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's a, a very think prevalent It's, it's a very strong world. fuel. I do yeah. agree. It's a very strong fuel, and it will bring you to crazy heights. Yes. Um, a lot of people don't care. Oh, other people say, oh, okay, I'm just going to eat a bunch of cheeses and just, like, just sit in my bed and just dwell. But, like... No. Which is fine for a day, I Which guess. If that helps you day. get over it. Like, yeah, if you just got through a breakup but if and you got to eat a tub of ice if cream. If you're but. not, if you're... I think whatever happens to you, the way you bounce back from it shows you the true character and who you really are. Okay, so another little scientific thing or more theory is this E plus <coughs> R equals O. So E is the event, R is our response, and equals our outcome. So every event that happens to us, we have a response, and we are in control of that response. So if you 
shit yourself and had diarrhea. This is an absurd example. I don't know why it just came to my head. It's but if you one. shit yourself and had diarrhea, you could say, oh, now I stink and I'm embarrassed. Or you could say, hey, I got good bowel movement. You know, like you can make it a positive or a negative. Yeah. You know, you missed the game winning shot in a basketball game. You can make it a negative that you missed a shot and you let your team down. Or you can make the positive be like, my team trusted me enough to have the last shot of the game. I'll make it next time. So E plus R equals O is event plus response equals outcome. Responsibility is the ability to make a response. And we all have that ability. Mm-hmm. Every single one of us has that ability. Thank I you. think a lot of us overlook that ability. So I think, and a lot of us don't realize we have it. So if everybody knows they have it, they have the response to any event that happens to make it good or bad. Tom, do you have a charger? Uh, I have a charger right here. <laughs> And that was a that was a so I'm pretty sure we got across what we meant by limiting beliefs and fears in life and I truly hope that we reached out to someone today and uh we'll uh we'll be back. Yeah. I just think you know, if you can sit down for five minutes before you go to bed and think of maybe some limiting beliefs you have, write them down and try and conquer them. Because every day you're trying to get better and that's what we're all about here at DJP. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Drew and Joss. Um, have a happy Thanksgiving. Go eat a lot of food. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Peace out.